Hello and welcome to Beers Without Frontiers episode 13. Today I'm joined by Vicky. Hello. And Charles. G'day. Uh, in this episode we're going to be talking about our recent brewery trips and the news of Fuller's Brewery being taken over by Japanese lager giants, Asahi. That's how you say it, isn't it? Probably. Asahi. Asahi. you pronounced right in a long time. Oh, there you go. There you go. <laughs> it was more the way that you said uh, Japanese. Very, Japanese. Very kind it's quite of aggressive. Like, I've been, yeah. I've been playing too much Street Fighter 2 Turbo. <laughs> I feel quite threatened, to be honest. Oh, there you go. <laughs> We're starting 2019 as we mean to go on, I think. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sounded quite dismissive to me, though. Yeah. New and assertive. <laughs> New and assertive. Um, right, so... Um, what are we drinking? We've got a beer in oh. front of us already, haven't we? Yeah, we've just picked up a little bit of a pre-recording beer that we've sort of um, transitioned to the main show, and just picked up from the local shop in, in, in our local town, and it is Searching for the Joys, again, by Wyland. So it's a pale ale. It's classified as a smashable pale ale, so it's a little subgenre of pale ale, uh, 4.7%. Uh, it's got... Citra, Cryo, Centennial and Simcoe dry hop. Uh, it's a low colour pale backed up with malted rye and Vienna malt. Nervously pitch on the cusp between desperation and expectation. Whatever that means. Wow, <laughs> that's a bit of poetic uh, licence. But it's um, yeah, super gold, super yellow. It's Murky um, for months. It just looks like uh, grapefruit juice, doesn't it? Chicken, to, chicken to stock. Yeah, well, and no, I prefer grapefruit juice, really. Um and it's really I mean it's incredibly fruit, fruity and crushable yep jumps out of the glass on the aroma um, I said when we when we cracked the can open it was just exploding out of the can um, yeah really enjoying that yeah it's really well balanced um, yeah I don't know if they do this on cask as well as uh, on cans and, and keg but it's um, yeah it's, I mean you, it seems I mean Wyland have really seems sort of hit the ground running this year already there's been some big releases going yeah. I mean, we've seen, um, what's their kind of core beer they've now put into cans? Oh, Jakehead. Jakehead, Jakehead is, is in cans as well now, yeah, which... Um, it I seems mean, to have changed a little bit. I don't know if you had it. I've, I haven't had it in cans, but I've seen some comments from people saying it seems a slightly changed beer from what it was it in seems bottles. a bit more New England-y sort of. Because mm. uh, it was always quite a traditional IPA, yeah. wasn't it? Um, so, yeah. But this is... Um, so are you... D- Two both getting the fruit out of this then. I'm getting, getting a lot more of fruit. juice and fruit. I'm getting a lot of juice, a lot of mango, sort of passion See, fruit. The only way I can describe what I'm getting, and people, and I couldn't even really know what I mean by it, but I'm getting grass. Well, you can sometimes get that with with certain hops, a bit yeah. of grassiness to it. So yeah, you, yeah. And I'm just, but that. I know that Simcoe, because I'm not, I know don't really know what hops I do and don't really like but I'm having had some single hop stuff I'm sure Simcoe is one of those where I like I really like that one so I don't know whether which other one of the is it Centennial that's giving it that Centennial grassy can, one I mean, or Centennial's is quite sort of old school hop you know used not traditionally American, a lot of uh, IPAs yeah a lot of West Coast style beers mm. as well so you can get a bit of maybe a bit of grassiness from that maybe mm-hmm. um, I was wondering if that's what it is but it's but it's just really pungent. I think for the ABV as well, it's just punching above its weight a little bit. Yeah, four point seven. It's um, kind of fits into sessionable just about. Um, there's a little little bit of bitterness at the back to make make sure it's not a total juice bomb. Um, there is a little bit of bitterness there, but it's, yeah. Maybe that's it for me. I think, yeah, it's because there's that bit of bitterness. That I'm like, mm, yeah. yeah. Whereas, 
I definitely just like the pure juice bombs rather than. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Don't bitterness. To, uh, you know. <laughs> yeah. Spoil no. my uh, palate. But it's good. It's not overly sweet for me. I mean, sometimes you can go the other mm. way with excessive dry hopping and. It can sometimes taste a bit cloying, but this yeah. is actually quite nicely balanced. Yeah, I mean, I don't mind sweet beers because I've got a sweet tooth, so I can kind of, you know, when you sort of move across into pastry stouts and stuff like that, I, I love all that sort of stuff. But even the kind of more sweeter American, uh, more traditional IPAs that have got that kind of malt sweetness to them, as well as has been well hopped, I, I kind of like that. But this is, yeah. this is, it's modern beer. Modern beer at its best, to be quite honest. Um, you know, if you if you saw this in your local, you'd you'd probably just go right. I'm gonna just sit on pints of that for for the rest of the evening, because it's uh, it's, that, it's yeah crushable or is is crushable just 2018 now? We're onto something else now. I don't know. But. What does it say? Smashable. Smash- does it say smashable on it there? It says say smashable on yeah. there. Oh, it's well, a smashable pale, so smashable, smashable pale. pale. Yeah, as you say, it's a new genre now. It's a definitely a subgenre of um, <laughs> yeah of poppy beer. So yeah. So and it's be... got some pretty cool artwork as well. I can't quite work out. It's sort of like a desert, and there's sort of these indescript sort of um, oh people with sort their... of shadows almost sort yeah, of yeah. putting their heads into the ground. Was it their heads in the sand, searching for the joys? Ah, allegedly. Searching. Yes. Ah, right. There you go. For water, maybe. Wow. Or smashable, great. or smashable beer. Yeah. One it's, of the two. It's it's that's quite, that could be viewed as mm. kind of post-apocalyptic, uh, kind of uh, quiet sort <laughs> of. Uh, Dark. Artwork, it looks like actually. an album. I mean, it looks like it an does, album. It does, doesn't it? From the seventies. Yeah, that's your prog Pink rock. Floyd uh, or something. Yeah, yeah, that's a hypnosis cover. If ever I saw it, actually thinking about it. Yeah. So. Uh, well, you, Vicky's obviously enjoyed it and sm- smashed it because there's nothing yeah. left in, in your <laughs> yeah, glass. Yeah, that's true. There's I'm the one going. Mine. I'm mm-hmm. going. Hmm. Not sure about it, and I finished mine before you do. So. Mm. <laughs> what does that say about me? <laughs> you were in need of a beer. <laughs> So uh, yeah, uh, good stuff. Talking about our, our work on cans, have you seen the new um, the new Beaver Town can? What was that one called? Oh, um, uh, there's the... a pale ale with uh, lemon and lime and oh, that's, um, yeah. the, like a gold kind of skull on the front. It's, um, a, it's a really striking can design. It really stands out yeah. amongst all the other cans. But but then we picked it up like, on Friday night and it was like, I was going... Mm. Oh, that was it. Honey, lemon, and lime, wasn't it? And it's like oh, it's collab like, with against the grain. That's something. the one. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. And I was yeah. kind of like, mm, it tastes a bit like a, it sounds a bit like a locket to me. I'm not sure. Mm. Yes, yeah, cough, cough, sweet pale ale. Yeah. Well, it's so. the time of the year when people do get a little bit. Uh, yeah, medicinal under the weather with with various <laughs> bugs. And, yeah, that, yeah, that'll put your ailments right. Yeah. But, so yeah, it's definitely a good can design. Yeah. So. Um, so well, as that seems to have vanished now, uh, it's probably time for another beer. Mm-hmm. So, um, beer number two, we're actually, this is going to be a first for the podcast, actually, and sort of an ins- inspired a little bit by what's been going on in the YouTube world. Um, I think someone in the US, I think Massive Beer Reviews started it, and a little bit in the UK now with Hop Scene and The Clueless Drinker and one or two other guys. Craig Kent Beer Reviews, I think, has been doing it. And also... Podcast. I don't, we're not the first in the podcast world, though. I don't think. Simon, is that right? I think. I think um, Ross on Ben Omicom has also done something like this. Yes. So. so we're not the very, very first, but we're going to give it a go. Um, so to set the scene, we've got a beer that is it's just a silver can. So we haven't wrapped it. I know some of the guys have wrapped it in various it's things. Labelless. They're just taking the label off, and it's just a blank silver can. Four forty mil. 
So it's, that's my only clue yeah, that I'm going to give. That's all we know. I'm, I'm going to crack it open. Okay. So you you know what it is, obviously, because you brought so it. For, well, but so what what we, do we, we think? Do we think it's going to be dark? Do we think it's going to be hot? Well, let's see what it pours like. No, I, I so do you th- th- Oh, I've got to guess I now. Oh, it's going to be a pale beer. It's going to yeah, be a pale beer. I think it's going to yeah. be a super hoppy beer. Ah, yes. We were right. Actually, might need to tilt. It's actually ooh, it's quite carved. <laughs> quite carved. <laughs> And and the advantage of um, recording this on a cold February day is, so it was in your fridge. It's been out of your fridge for a few hours, but and it's it, still freezing it's cold. It's still freezing, freezing cold. cold. I mean, it is like zero degrees outside. <laughs> well, so, so first impressions. I mean, what what, what would you? What okay, are you thinking? well, color wise, obviously, it's yeah. um, it is quite a, an orangey color. It's it's definitely more orange than. Um, than your sort of pale uh, grapefruit juice coloured kind of beers so it's it's got a you know a nice orange hue to it so let's check out the aroma yeah. check out the aroma cheers Ooh. Ooh. do you know what this is this is crazy because straight away you have no preconceptions yeah and, and it's not as easy as you think no, this is the beauty of this though I actually like something like this to, to be like well look it's just beer do you like it do you not like it you've got no idea what it is I mean, obviously, the format and the size of the can does rule out a few breweries. Mm. I mean, you're ruling out the 330 mil guys, some of the Magic Rock Core beers, maybe some of the 500 mil guys. I know Magic Rock put a bit in 500 mil, as well as 330. Well, it rules out Arbor, because they're all Arbor in the pint yeah. cans. It rules out the bottled guys, obviously, Siren, yeah, yeah. Siren and Colonel yeah. are still yep. in the bottles. So you can sort of whittle your little list down just on the, on the packaging, really. This is... Yeah. What are you getting on the nose? I'm getting sherbet. I mean, it's it's a lovely colour. I mean, it is it's, literally it's, it's, golden it's orange. Golden orange, yeah. Um, very hazy. Is, isn't it? I mean, it's, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, opaque. Um, so, what are you thinking? I mean, are you getting? What um, are you picking uh, up? Um, there's dankness there. There is uh, sort of fruits. Should we dig in? Because it might be totally different yeah. on the taste. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's dig in. Cheers. Cheers. Now that is that's nice. going to throw you. Yeah. That's going to throw you. Okay, that's pretty boozy. Okay, so what we're going to do is, is sort of so it's between because I know what it is, obviously yeah, you guys yeah. don't. So I want to hear. I want uh, both of you to guess the ABV. Yep. Okay. Good call. Approximation of the ABV, yep. the style. So we've got ABV style, and it's probably going to be a harder one. And I will give you another clue. This is a collab, so there's two breweries involved. Okay. I mean, if you could even get one of the breweries, you get a point. I mean this. It's got a long dry finish, actually. So what do you, what do you, what do you kind of, what are your own impressions of, of, of ABV? Of ABV, first of all. I'm reckon this is, uh, this is, this is easily over seven. I would say it's probably eight or nine. So Simon's going for eight, eight to nine. Yeah. A bit more, but to the half percentage. I'm going to say it's nine percent. Nine percent, Simon. I'm thinking 7.4. Well, that's really precise. <laughs> Do you know what it is? <laughs> okay. Uh, Juice. This is so... So, style. What are you thinking on the style? So, I think I'm getting Belgian yeast from that. It's a okay. bit, bit saison-y to me. Good shout. I'm thinking it's, it's so what you, what kind you, of got that saison-y kind of... What are you, what are you pinning of, it to? What, as in a style? Yeah, you've got... You, it's not. 
Well, that means you could, in theory, you'd say it's like a, a Belgian-inspired IPA because it's, yeah. it's 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 incredibly well hopped. It's it's very fruity. It's a bit dank, but like you say, there's this almost yeast character to it mm. that, that that gives you a bit of so a Vicky? Belgian kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, I'm definitely. Saying? I'm, especially because so, you said it's a, it's a collab. I'm thinking it's somebody that's done a something and. A, a pale and a saison collab or something like that. So what are you it's, saying? You're going two ways, but you're not saying which one. I'm going saison. Okay. Yeah. No, I'm, I'll stick with saison. Simon. A hoppy saison. I'm gonna say this is more like a a Belgian IPA rather than saison in style. Belgian IPA. Okay. Yeah. And this is probably going to be the hardest bit. Brewery. Or mm. What if you can get one of the two breweries? This is when your mind goes blank. As you know, I can't even. Oh, oh, all I can I think of is like verdant or cloud water. Or, <laughs> yeah, you can't even name a brewery. Which either of those are doing four forty cans? Um, or is it? I'm just trying to trying to think who's done collabs and stuff recently. I mean, you know, do you think then, or is it Northern Monk or somebody like that? Uh, I'm gonna because they've done so many collabs. I'm going to hedge my bets and say, is it possibly a Northern Monk thing? Probably miles off with that. Okay, so you're going Northern Monk. Yep. Vicky? Um. Obviously, you can go for two two answers because it is a collab. Oh, yeah, see, I've got to think of... That's the only clue ooh, I've given you ooh, is, it, is it's a collab. I'm, are we going off down the wrong path with saying it's, it's Belgian-y? Well, you say we, you've gone different to Vicky, so well, there's no right or wrong. No, so but in terms of, I think it's a good shout on a Belgian yeast aspect of it, which then leads you down to the path. Do you think, well, is this a collab with somebody like um, De La Seine, who I can't remember if they've been over here lately or not? Because um, there's a lot of the trad Belgian brewers, if you're going that route, would not really be doing collab. So... Let's, I'll tell oh, you no. now, this is not Oakham, okay? And it's not Old Norton. <laughs> and it's not Fuller's. And it's, and it's not, not Fuller's. Fuller's, no. Sorry, did I just mention that? <laughs> so, uh, um, um, so, Vicky said Northern Monk. No, Simon said Northern Monk. Sorry, you I said, said Northern Monk. I said Northern Monk, just because I know they do a stack of collabs. Okay, Vicky? And it is, I, I appreciate it's difficult, because yeah, obviously yeah. there's so many breweries out there, so it's more of a guess, really. I think you just, you've got to kind of just... Uh, twisted barrel. Okay. And very finally, there's be, I'll give you one last little thing. Adjuncts, because there is adjuncts in this. Is there? Mm. Um, see if you can guess an adjunct. So it could be anything. It could be... It could be... Um, Do you know Lactose, it could be fruit, it could be coffee. It could be obviously not coffee, but it could be coffee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to rule out lactose, I think, because of the, the quite dry and bitter finish. There's, there isn't that overbearing sweetness that you get, which would potentially be like a milkshake IPA sort of thing, which this definitely hasn't got. It's, it's so dry. Um, All right, I'll, I'll narrow it down. Fruits. I, I thought there'd be a fruit in here. It'd be sort of like guava or something. So you reckon guava? Yeah, I'm going to okay. say guava because it's so pompous. Yeah, Vicky? <laughs> yeah, Vicky? It's so pompous. Um, I'll say, no, it's not great. Uh, I'll say melon. Okay. <laughs> right, so let, let's, let's just re... 
rubbish our palates are. Yeah. <laughs> so we've got Simon says it's going to be a 9% Belgian IPA brewed by Northern Monk with guava. It sounds completely mad. <laughs> Vicky said yep. 7.4% Saison by Twisted Barrel with melon. Yeah. Actually, what it actually is. <laughs> what it actually is. The winner is Vicky. Whoa, what? So the ABV is amazingly 7.5. Whoa! <laughs> so Vicky's 0.1 away. Wow, that His is style. Yeah. Obviously, Simon went 9%, so he's well off. Yeah. <laughs> style is a Saison. Stroke farmhouse. Well, stuff my old boots. So Vicky is clearly winning at the moment. Brewery, which I knew you probably wouldn't get. It is actually Wylam and Black Lodge. Oh. A microbrewery in Liverpool. It was a collab for the Northern Monk Powerhouse series. Um, so you were sort of close with Northern Monk, but obviously it, is, it yeah. was their yeah. project, but not yeah, the yeah. brew. Yep. And then finally, the adjuncts were actually peach, apricot, oh. and mango. So this was called... Brew Series 003, um, and it, yeah, it was a mixed fermentation farmhouse beer saison with apricot, peach, and mango, um, which came out last year. That's so Vicky, I've is, got to tip my hat. That is <laughs> yeah. a very, very, very good effort. That that's very, very good effort. I tell you what, considering I is, think I have a rubbish palate this, as well. So I think as a first go of, of a new feature, I think you've done really well. I think so too. I tell you what. Is a, this is a tricky beer though because basically mm. the characteristics that you would normally get from a well-hopped IPA of all of those adjunct fruits are actually from the adjunct fruits. Mm. You know what I mean? It's it's a true hybrid beer. This of a saison colliding with um, fruits that are normally those flavors normally coming from from the hops uh, of of like a New England IPA or something like that. So. I think Good I did show. well. I think I did well with my selection yeah. as well. I no, think it was, that was good. You were expecting something. Well, you weren't expecting multi, that. No, it's a multi-dimensional kind of beer, isn't it? Really, mm. and um, so yeah. Well, um, yeah. Good well on done, Vicky, yeah. for, for picking that one out. That's, uh, Is that because I've drunk more saisons than you lot there? I think, and also I could tell you liked it straight away. Yeah. Which sort of, I knew you were going to get close to it because you, you liked it. And yeah. That's a style that you like, so. Oh, good shout on um, picking out the Belgian yeast on that. That's um, mm. it's it's like all of these things. Once you know it, it's it's easy. Then you go, oh yeah, of course that's that. But I mean, to be fair, you you both weren't massively off the mark. No. I mean, even Simon wasn't hugely off the mark. No. I mean, um, it's that classic thing though with you with the like people have said before now about the whole mapping thing. It's like now you said what fruits are in there. I'm like, oh, of course it's peach. It's like, but when you're initially ask what it is it's like you're trying to dig for something think, yeah. that you don't know <laughs> yeah, yeah what it is it's not an immediate kind of and to be honest like now like trying it and trying to search for those fruits it's it's not so easy I mean there is a bit of mango I guess and, and then there's maybe peach but it's sort of hidden under the, under the yeast really mm. yeah the, the yeast is pretty dominant in this so yeah. it's quite clovey and yeah. kind of bubblegummy sort of well, that was it, and that was what I was definitely getting from it. And the first sit, when I was like, yeah, there's definitely some Belgian yeast in there, I was like, mm, but it's not mm. that saisonly. And then the more I was drinking, I was going, no, I'm definitely getting that kind of, like you said, the banana-y, clovey kind of thing. And the more I've drunk of that, I'm definitely getting Do you think the Belgian that. yeast is what's giving it such a dry finish as well, then? Because it really is, mm. you know, it's, it's, it's a real lingering finish to it as well. It's... Um, 
damn good beer actually. So yeah, this yeah. is part of the the um, Northern Powerhouse. Uh, yeah, box so this, set, this, wasn't this it? was yeah. the Northern Monk uh, box set, which was yeah all the Northern breweries. It was sort of the the Northern answer to the Ra- the Rainbow Project a little bit. Uh, right, 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 yeah. Actually, I think the Rainbow Project is still going to be ongoing. I think this year is that right? Yeah, um, somebody else has took it over, haven't they? Um, oh, who's done that now? Is it? can't remember but it is it's, 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 Siren kind of were the, the main um, founders of, of that and uh, they've kind of like given the project up oh it's left handed giant isn't it that's it so that, yeah but then yeah. also we've got another new one thrown into the mix a, a Welsh one the tiny Red Bull have um, got one coming out in a couple oh, of weeks time oh yes this, this this is a big thing now box sets you know box sets doesn't refer to you like watching all of friends in one <laughs> sitting it, it's it's a big thing with with uh, collaborating breweries putting together this and And in a way it's good it it creates quite a buzz doesn't it because everybody's like well who's involved what's in it what styles are they you know it creates a bit of a buzz and it's not the classic um box a box set like that you get in the supermarkets where it's here's a box of classic classic ales ales. you like beer don't you (laughs) here you go classic ales all part of the marston's family (laughs) you love it Yep. <laughs> yeah, we've got two boxes in the garage that I had the. Uh, you like beer, don't you, Vicky? Here are these. So uh, <laughs> we'll be cracking those open later, Charles. You'll love those, won't you? Yay, yay. All the hobgoblin. Yeah. <laughs> suddenly, yeah, suddenly yeah. he's checking his watch. What time have I got to go? My Uber's due in, yeah. in yeah. half an hour, so yeah. I might be able to go. avoid that. Yeah. But yeah, stuff. the Tiny Rebel one, I think, is coming out uh, a couple of weeks' time. Yeah, two weeks' time, I think. Right. Um, and it's going to be with. Quite a few good breweries, actually. Um, you've got Yeasty Boys, Daya, Magic Rock, Siren, Big Drop, which is a non-alcohol, low-alcohol brewery. Yep. Uh, Four Pure and Neon Raptor. Yeah, nice. And it's going to be good. very kind of a hot forward box. So you've got kind of Tiny Rebel Yeasty Boys is a Belgian strong ale. That's the only one, actually. Tiny Rebel Daya, New England IPA, uh, Tiny Rebel Magic Rock, Citrus Session, IPA Siren Craft one is a actually a chocolate barley wine mm-hmm. Big Drop is a stout and then Four Pure is a Hoppy Pilsner and Neon Raptor is a tropical IPA mm-hmm. so very it's very intrigued uh, by the Big Drop uh, obviously being a completely alcohol no or low alcohol brewery to then be doing a, a collab as part of a Tiny Ooh. Rebel box set I think the interesting one on this one is it, it's the the Colin beer is called an Imperial Mocha Vanilla Shot Stout. So Imperial would Imperial dictate that it would be strength. eight or nine percent yeah. ABV or more. But, but actually, that's a big it, drop who were uh, alcohol free. So, but it, it's obviously a zero point five percent beer, but mm. it's going to have the flavourings and, and um, adjuncts of a of a bigger beer. So it'd be interesting to see. How I think there'd be high expectations out, of that because if if you if you sample that. And it's thin, mm. then straight away it's not imperial, is it? Because yeah. imperial to me suggests the actual alcohol strength, but also the the, the mouthfeel and the body of a beer of that strength is thick, and so they're going to have to have done some work to to have, uh, you know, got it close to that. If you can get a beer that tastes that full bodied, and is 05 percent, then that's that's a bit of a miracle, really. I was going to say it's a bit of a game changer. Is it in the beer industry as well then because it's that whole thing of actually you don't need to always have the 10-12% of beers and no you can have a 0.5% impy stout as an in-betweener yeah <laughs> when you're on a session yeah so the release is is 
weekend after next, so it's the it's the weekend of the fifteenth, I think yeah. that is. Yeah. Um, and I know, like locally, if you want to go and try these beers, um, Tilt uh. in Birmingham City Centre will be having them on tap, I believe. Oh, on tap. And right. also box sets available, and also Cottage Wines. Yeah. Um, obviously in Sturchley Cottage area will be Kings Norton will be having the box sets and, and on tap as well right so right. seek oh. them out seek them out mm. indeed it's an interesting uh, project that yeah definitely definitely yeah it's an interesting so it's a birthday yeah. seventh birthday collab pack mm. that's what it is there we go Twisted uh, Tiny Rebels uh, you need some twisted barrel. I know exactly twisted I've got them Rebel. Twisted, twisted Rebel, Rebel. Yeah. <laughs> hey there's hey. a new collab yeah, yeah. exactly um, but it was interesting as well when you were just going through all those breweries when you were asking us who had brewed this beer and it was like my mind had just gone blank of what breweries were and as soon as you were saying all those names I was like oh yeah why didn't I think of them why didn't I think of them and yeah it, it's, the brewery it's, one's harder to, to nail really because yeah. they're not you know wine are always going to be associated with the hoppier style of beer yeah um, and the other brewery which was I think Box Social was it, I think it oh was. yeah yeah um, they're is up it, in the North East don't they yeah, so Box, uh, yeah, so Box, sorry, Black Lodge, it's not Box Social, Black Lodge Brewery, sorry, okay. microbrewery in Liverpool. Yeah. All right. So probably harder to guess about them because yeah, yeah, we don't see a lot of their beers, but. Yeah, I, to be honest, um, they're completely new to me. You know, unless I spent some time up in Dead Crafty, uh, I probably wouldn't have heard of them. Yeah. Is that your Liverpool accent? <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> there's, there's worse. It's worse than mine. Okay, so moving on. Um, we've had some hoppy excursions, even though it's been January and uh, all the triannuary and dry January and everybody not having any money and it's the longest month in the year, blah, blah, blah. We've been to a couple of places, haven't we? Yeah. Well, probably uh, you guys over me, really. I mean, I, I had a couple of weeks off just kind of actually trying a few no alcohol or low alcohol beers actually from from our local shop yeah and so um, what were your thoughts on those the, what well the big the big drop i think is that what what we get um yeah so we sort of tried the the lager and the pale um it's really really nice i must admit really enjoyed those really refreshing some hop character in in the pale obviously and the one that i really did enjoy actually was from a supermarket mm-hmm. um beginning with tea Okay, those guys, um, yeah, those guys, and it was actually Adnam's Ghost Ship ah, alcohol free, right. which I've not tried yet. Yeah, which was I thought really, really, really nice. Um, and if you haven't had a beer for a few weeks, mm. just to try sample some taste of hops, and that one did have a really nice citra hop character to it. Um, was nice, was 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 good. Yeah, so oh, that's good. Yeah, I've not tried that one yet. Uh, I think. Um, I mean, Vicky, you, you had the big drop stout, didn't you? Yeah, well, I had the both. I had stout and lager. I had stout Christmas Day yeah. and lager on Boxing Day because yeah, I was... because you were driving, yeah. We went to various family members and I was driving. Um, so, um, to me, the stout was better than the lager, but I think that might well, be... Well, lager's Marcus. super difficult, Well, there's a problem... It? But also, it, lager... Lager isn't my preferred go-to style, so yeah. whereas a stout is, so. But also, it depends the temperature as well because yeah. I've tried that big drop lager. Mm. You need to have really, really cold. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Once it warms up, unfortunately, you, you, it you just not. To. Yes, you tend to sort of lose a bit of the flavour. Yeah, I don't know. Some better to have it cold. That's all yeah. I would yeah. say. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Whereas the stout was okay. It. Um, yeah. You know, it was one of those where I was like. Again, if we'd have done a blind tasting or something like that, I probably I would have said it was a, 
a more of a thinner style of stout, obviously, but I wouldn't have said that it was only 0.5%. If no, we'd have been doing that where you'd said, guess what, it's ABV, it it's under probably maybe put like, it say, you, you'd almost been like four. a sort of a table stout, maybe, yeah. like three, three and a half percent stout. Yeah. yeah. Which, funnily enough, nobody does those, do they? You know, your table beers are always your 3% pale. Maybe there's a market, for, you know, if you like dark beers, a three, three and a half percent uh, stout or something and be a good, good stout. Oh, that market is covered, isn't it? It's called mild. Ah, yes. Three <laughs> percent dark beer. Yeah. Don't diss the mild. Loving the mild. So yeah, so you 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 yeah. Were so I had a couple couple of weeks, couple of weeks, sort of half a dry January really, <laughs> yeah. and then um, got sort of lured back to to try some 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 proper beer. Um, but yeah, one place I did stumble upon recently actually, I was in Peterborough away for work and stumbled upon Oakham Ales Brewery, ah. which I'd not visited before and popped in it's not obviously it's obviously a working brewery and it's there's not so much a you know a shop or a, a tap room so to speak it's more of a just like an office and a, and a but they did have the release of the new cans which i don't know if you've seen at all i've seen the artwork of them yeah um so that's a new thing for them this is their first time in can isn't it yeah um yeah i believe it is um so yeah kind of three they've stuck to 330 mil cans yeah um quite distinctive sort of branding obviously it's got the Okamale logo but sort of slightly bright colours um, the, the can I had was a yellow Session IPA can um, and it was called um, yeah it was a Session IPA called Best Friend um, yeah it was a straight up Session IPA quite solid quite quite enjoyable um, but hopefully we'll see a little bit more around the local areas in Cam but yeah, so that's so kind what, of what, what they've done is they haven't necessarily done canned versions of their existing uh, no. cask range. Then they've they've almost developed new beers to go into can. Yeah, I mean it's in their sort of yeah their kind of craft offering really. Yeah. Um, so it, yeah, it's kind of a separate sort of brand almost within the brand. I think. Right. Okay. Um, but yeah, they've, they've I mean they've bought out. I think it's three or four different ones. Three different ones. One's called. Best friend, which is one I had yeah. in the yellow can, which was a four point two percent Simcoe Cascade Session IPA. Uh, one, another one is in like a black can with a spaceman on it. It's a bit yeah. different. The one I had had a bear on it with a yellow kind of background. But this, the other one is called Thrill Seeker, which is a four point eight percent again pale ale with Nelson Sovan, Vic Secret Enigma, and Pacific Jade, so New Zealand style. Mm-hmm. hoppy beer and then another one called Inception which has got like a mad professor on the can label <laughs> okay which you, oh yeah you can see okay. sort of an orange oh, God. sort yeah, of background yeah. to it yeah. 6% Columbus Simcoe Citra Amarillo Centennial um, so yeah I mean yeah hopefully we'll see a little bit more around mm. um, give them a try yeah, I imagine they will probably show up in the supermarkets um, because uh, a lot sure. of their bottle range yeah. already is. Maybe I don't maybe. know. Um, I think they. I think I think they're going to be targeting more the independents. All oh, right, so yeah, initially. we might get them in it. Just a hunch. I don't know that for, for, for sure. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, maybe mm. Oakham can send us some, and we'll try. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No problem. Uh, <laughs> hint, hint. Uh, well, we'll quite happily uh, yes accept their offer. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we. Um, yeah, where have you been? Co- well, we've had a couple of couple of days out. Um, the first one was part of the Birmingham Triannuary uh, sort of uh, events, 
and this was uh, a crawl along the what is now being dubbed the Sturchley Mile, I think we probably mentioned it before, um, which basically was uh, organised by the, the West Midlands Triennary uh, Gang. Oh, by Rob, Rob, who was Rob, on the last Rob, podcast. Rob, yeah. Rob Edwards, who was on the last podcast. Uh, yeah, he, he, um, he uh, basically headed up the crawl. And um, yeah, we, we got the train into Brum, and then we headed back out of Brum to Kings Norton Station. And from Kings Norton, five, ten minute walk up to Cotteridge Wines, everybody's favourite bottle shop well apart from Warwick Relay obviously um, and so what, what um, time did you start there then was it? Uh, we were there about um, one half one I think yeah, something like that um, first time we've been into the tap room because normally when more when I was working around Birmingham way I would nip in there buy some cans and then zoom off again but um, yeah so um, a small but functional tap room at the back did they have how many do they have 12 on or because they've I got mean, 12 taps, taps I think yeah there was there was a lot there of was stuff on I definitely mean, certainly in from what from memory, I'm definitely thinking eight. I'm not sure whether all twelve were on, but yeah. But all I what I do remember is actually there were there was quite a lot of big beers, you know, as in you know high high ABV. Some, so there yeah. was a little bit of like not um, didn't know what to have. Like one o'clock in the morning. Uh, in the morning. In the morning. <laughs> In your dreams. No, one o'clock in the morning, I'd have been fine with the nine percent. <laughs> but yeah, one o'clock in the afternoon, I was kind of like, yeah, I don't really want to start off on a on a nine percent. So um, yeah, yeah, was, they had they had some great beers on there, of which, as you say, it was lunchtime, so I kind of shied away from. I mean, they had bloody Magic Rock Strongman on tap. Yeah. Whoa. Was King. it the rye or the bourbon one? I think it was the bourbon one. I can't remember for oh, sure. Nice. I just remember thinking. Oh shit! I don't want to be drinking that at half one in the afternoon. Although what we did, we're at the start of a crawl. Yeah. Although um, what we did do, so I started off on start. a, um, yeah. I started off on a three point nine percent. It was called Centennial um, by um, by Malinson's. It was a blonde ale, and then it was that. Oh, but there was also uh, Glasshouse Call of Beer Duty. Call of Beer Duty, their collab with uh, Green Duck yeah. was on, nice. and that's eight percent. So it was one of those where it was like, okay, it's two o'clock in the afternoon now maybe we can go on to the stronger beer so yeah it was um suddenly the table was full of uh of glass house wasn't it <laughs> it was we uh, th- th- this is the thing you know with glass house so you, if you see one that you haven't tried you just like you want to try that you're gonna try that so yeah it was a big beer but it was it was damn fine um so yeah we we had to go with that so how long do you stay in cottage then it's hour, probably that hour and a half something like yeah, that yeah it's about an hour I think we were there about an hour um, so enough to try a couple and yeah, then kind of yeah. look around the shop a little bit yeah yeah um, so pick anything up in bottle or can or no it's more of a can shop the, these days it, it is yeah um, because we were going to be hauling them around the rest of the afternoon we, we shied away from actually buying anything to take out but um, yeah uh, the beers that they've got in there is is, is great great selection um, and as you say, yeah, Call of Beer Duty. It was a big beer, but, you know, we had to go for it. So... But one of the stops on the... the so the next stop on the um, crawl after that was... So you went Sturch. out of the shop, turn yeah. left, and you're down, across yeah. the bridge. So we went... Yep. The next stop was Sturchley. So you'd gone past Josh's So we new, went past Josh's, yeah, which, of course, isn't... Well, so open at the time. Yep. Um, so there was a little bit as well of... Literally, we went into Sturchley. It was kind of a... If you want to buy some beers to walking beers to walking get to the beers, next stop yeah. then do but 
we yeah, didn't. Train but no. <laughs> it was it was a stop on the crawl just so that if anybody hadn't uh, you know been in there before, an opportunity to have a look at what they've got. And they had some interesting stuff on in there. They'd got some big stone beers in like uh, seven fifty mil bottles. And to be honest, if I'd have not had to haul it around all afternoon. I would have bought that bottle of Grainiac because I absolutely love mm. Stone Grainiac. But 750 mil hauling that around, I, I wasn't going to. No, wasn't not at the start it. of the crawl either. No, exactly. So, um, but still, so, she have got a really good selection as well. I mean, yeah. it is. Yes, they're smaller than Cartridge, and they are appealing to different market as well because they've yeah. got soft drinks in there, spirits, yeah. wines, etc. Ice creams, good ice cream selection as well. And a freezer, yeah. So, <laughs> you know, if you need need something like that to help you. But yeah, definitely a good selection, isn't it? In there. Yeah, um, definitely some really really great stuff in there. Um, so from there, a uh, little bit of a trek, kind of off the main drag through Sturchley, over to an industrial estate. Uh, we went to the Birmingham Brewing Company, who've got an industrial unit uh, over there, and it was really busy. Yeah. Really busy. They've they've got like the the brewery itself, and then they'd got like a, a sort of almost like a tent kind of thing almost attached to the front of it hadn't they where the shutter door is to actually give it an extra bit of space and put some seating out in it reminded me a little bit of um uh four pure Hmm. on the bermondsey mile into much that kind of space because you'd got that much space and then the brewery kit was kind of to the side wasn't it it was um it was a, a cross between um four pure and the more beer now that's in um as part of the bermondsey beer mile which we went in, I think. Yeah. We went there, didn't we? When we all did the crawl together last year. Did we? Yeah. 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 Do you not remember more not, beer? Not so much. <laughs> I know you were looking at me blankly thinking, I've never been to more. And I'm like, I'm sure you've been to more beer with us before. Which <laughs> one? The one at Bristol or one in London? No, no, no. The, London, the, the Bermondsey one. The Bermondsey one, one yeah. 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 Must have been in there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, you were there. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, we nipped in there. And as I say, it was pretty busy. Um, had a couple of beers in there. Uh, had a stout brummy, which is no, there. Um, I think that was yeah, that was a cask beer. Uh, that was really. But they're good, in cans, stout. is that right? No, they, no, they've they're got not some in cans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're doing cans. They're doing cans. They do yeah. do cans, but at their tap room, obviously oh. they do. Yeah, cask it's a and mixture keg. of uh, cask and keg uh, on in there, and so also on keg, I had pale brummy. Um, just their their sort of uh, you know. Uh, sessionable. They weren't talking uh, about your skin complexion. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> I, um, I had confused brummy and I got very confused with confused brummy because um, I thought I was having, um, I can't remember, was it, what was the other one called? There was a stronger one that, that Strong had. brummy or something, wasn't it? Yeah. it was, that had got a Belgian yeast kind of thing. Mm. That was what I you thought wanted. that's what I want, I'd ordered, but I'd ordered a confused brummy, which is a white stout, hence why it's called confused brummy. That's right, yeah, yeah. it's a white stout, which is uh, a bit of a rare beast. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was all right. Yeah, I gave that a rating say, of four. The black so. IPA of the stout world. Yeah, yeah, kind of, yeah. Mm. Um, so, yeah, that was a nice little stop off. Uh, nice. After that, we then, we then uh, headed up to the recently opened Attic Brew Company. Um, great space. Um, opposite uh, Bourneville train station so really handy to get to you know once you've finished there you can as long as you can cross the road you can get onto the station platform and get back into because Bourneville's only just off the main drag really isn't yeah, it yeah um, um, around, yeah and so really good uh, space in there really spacious building uh, reminded me a little bit of Twisted Barrel uh, all yeah, the brew kit in there um, and then sort of dotted around the space is a lot of sort of old leather sofas and stuff so quite dangerous because you know have a few there and you would just curl up and fall asleep on one of the leather sofas 
Um, and they've got a great arrangement with food um, sort of people around there where they, they basically have street food people, different people every week. So the week we were there, uh, there was a pizza company, but they were elsewhere in Sturchley. So there was a menu on the tables and then uh, a mobile number, I think, or something yeah. like that. And you would just phone. And then like 10 minutes later, a load of pizzas all turned up. So that was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, their beer's really good. I had um, their Gateway Pale, which is just a sort of, uh, you know, sessionable, sessionable pale. That was really good. And I had uh, their Milk Stout, um, kind of macabre, which uh, really well balanced, super drinkable. Uh, and I think I remember, maybe it was somebody else's I'd tried, but they also do a Saison. Yeah, that was mine. So That's I had, had the, yeah. So I had the Pepper Saison. So initially, of course, you do that. I did Well, I did that thing where I was like, ooh, Pepper Saison, is that going to be really peppery and catch at the back of the throat? No, it was really, really good. It was, yeah. in fact, so much so that we had two... I think we had two beers in there didn't we and yeah. i just basically stuck on that i was just like even though it was uh, 6.2 percent i yeah. was like no do you know what i'm really enjoying that i'm not going to try another beer so, yeah. yeah so um but so yeah that, that was uh it's, it's definitely a good place to check out uh attic definitely that they really seem to be uh getting it dialed in on the beers the, the beers that we had were really drinkable well balanced clean beers um, so highly recommended yeah. and as I say really convenient for, for Bourneville Station um, so yeah I'd be intrigued to see what they come up with this year um, so from that point on yeah we got the train back into New Street and uh, funnily enough we ended up at Tilt yes. huge beers <laughs> what a surprise then. what yeah, a surprise exactly. yeah um, it's not even like we had to wait for a train because there was probably one 20 minutes later or something <laughs> but it was like no let's just nip into tilt the train was always an hour later than you thought <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly exactly <laughs> that but no I, mean, I think it's going to be interesting with the Sturchley Mile I think it's definitely got some um, got some mileage there hasn't it well we, we know um, that we know obviously about Glasshouse yeah. we know about Wildcaps new place opening yeah. up soon yeah exactly. which sadly wasn't open on, Cork on the Cage. Cork and Cage yeah. which is getting closer as we speak yeah because I mean, it, there was that at the moment we did have that thing where we left Cotteridge and it did feel like it was a bit of a trek before you got to Sturchley and then it didn't feel that bad then to the others but no. so if you've got but if you've got some nice stop offs on the way I mean Glasshouse does sort of break it up a yeah bit exactly you get to, to, but to sometimes on the really. Bermondsey yeah. beer mile you can have that can't you where it's yeah. just you start off at four pure if you're doing that way around but even and then, then it trek, feels like yeah. a bit of a trek to the next but one but it's still then, not really that far no, exactly. just depends on the weather as well doesn't it um, Five, ten, you know, yeah yeah you know. I, I think um yeah obviously Bermondsey is is really dependent on the weather because it gets so packed out these days that if you're in the middle of winter and you've got to stand outside it's not a pleasant plus they're, they're all tap rooms pretty much so they're all got limited heating resource yeah so yeah yeah and that's and the um just wrap up and, yeah exactly. i think once once the gaps in the Sturchley mile get filled um, it's it's going to be a great experience for a, for an afternoon of, of beer in, in Birmingham with without doing the usual central uh, sort of places you know nothing wrong with them but it's it's interesting that there's a suburb that you can go to and have some great beers in a lot of different yeah. and interesting spaces so yeah. yeah yeah right so we seem to have another beer in front of us now we've got another beer what we got what have we got we have got Fuller's 2018 bottle com- conditioned vintage ale, mm. 8.5%. Oh. Okay, brewed, 
brewed beside the Thames since 1845. We'll come on to that in a bit. <laughs> <Yeah>. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, for how so much longer? We're yeah. going to wait for a convenient segue yeah. to get into that. <laughs> That's right. That would be professional, wouldn't it? Um, so, obviously, uh, for those that, that don't know, um, this is a, a yearly release by Fuller's. It's a, a vintage ale. Uh, it's a strong, traditional beer. Um, it comes in a box. Um, it's a 500ml bottle. Um, within the box, you get a little piece of card that tells you all about the beer. And um, there's a note from head brewer Georgina Young here. Uh, each bottle is numbered. Ours is, uh, just for anybody being super geeky, is 104562. In case you want to cross-reference that with your own tap to check in. <laughs> how many? Um, Do we know? Uh, 104563 maybe I don't know um, <laughs> so yeah basically you get a little note from head brewer here uh, telling you about the beer um, so it says um, Fuller's Vintage Ale 2018 is a celebration of our enduring friendships with the hop growers merchants and maltsters of the UK brewed exclusively with homegrown ingredients it raises a glass to the unsung heroes of British brewing the beer's passion, fruit, grapefruit and mango notes might be synonymous with the New World hops of America and Australia, but our 22nd vintage takes its tempting tropical flavours from the UK's own Olicana variety. Olicana is a new, uh, new British, British hop right, experimental right. fruity A hop. shining example of British hop breeding at its best. Um, we've also used uh, Kent-born Ernest Hop, a variety that brings apricot, citrus and spicy notes to the brew. There's also herby, pine and earthy flavours to discover from the classic combinations of Target, Goldings, Challenger and North Down hops. The malts continue the best of British theme and it's only natural that all Fuller's malting barley is sourced in the UK. This year's edition sees the return of Maris Otter Malt, a key favourite in many vintage ale recipes of years gone by. Crystal Malt, meanwhile, lends the beer its rich biscuity sweetness. As ever, Vintage Ale 2018 is bottle conditioned, so the flavours will continue to develop with age. Uh, why not enjoy the taste while the beer is young, and again when it has matured, a toast perhaps to the farmers and growers behind Great British Beer. So there you go. Um, well, I've only got one bottle of this, so we haven't got one to age, um, but I've read good things about this one, so I thought we'd dig in whilst it's relatively fresh and, and see what we get from it. Kind of, uh, for me, <clears throat> I mean, it's quite copper-coloured. Yep. Um, it's quite it's not clear it's slightly hazy um, and then just on the aroma it's just dark fruits for me I mean, massive stewed, yeah stewed fruits dark fruits yeah Figs. yeah. so there's a lot of talk about citrus in all of that but I'm not really getting much citrus in not like you nose. said it's more like you said it before we started recording again it's like figgy and pruney and all that kind of mm. wow thing. that's a big beer to me with my preferences for things like Christmas cake, Christmas pudding, and stuff like that, this is, yeah, ticking all the boxes, really. It's rich, thick, you know, caramel, the stone fruits, uh, all of that kind of stuff. I find it to be... Um, for me, I'm getting slightly more on the nose, and I'm getting on the palate. Really, yeah? Yeah. And it's quite interesting that you said thick, and I'm like, uh, to me, it was like... A little bit of thin thinness going bit on thin. there. Eight and a half yeah. percent beer, a bit thin. I know. <laughs> really? Yeah. Okay. Um. <laughs> I have just had a saison. Maybe that's the trouble. It's like you know. yeah. 
I mean, yeah, this is kind of as, as traditional as you get, isn't it? It's it's a really traditional beer. It's not too sweet, actually. It's quite well balanced. Um, yeah. It's not like sticky sweet, uh, but there's enough sweetness there to kind of keep you interested. Mm. Yeah, I think in um, a way, this is probably the closest that British beer gets to some of the Belgian styles. This is quite like a Belgian double. You know, the yeast profile is completely different, obviously, but in terms of the, the fruit flavours and the, 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 the body of the beer and all that kind of thing and the big malt character, um, it's it's a little bit like that. And, and I love all those styles as well. So, But maybe for me, that's the thing. It's like I'm getting sticky sweetness on the nose, but then I'm not getting it on the taste. So maybe so that's where I'm kind of... Mm. That's, sticky toffee pudding. That's the mi- mismatch for me. I'm mm. kind of... So they bre- they're brewing this at their main location, yeah? In Yep. And someone on the grapevine heard that you've been... <laughs> Yeah, funnily enough, yeah, we had a we had a trip down there um, at the start of January, um, as it seemed to coincide with a birthday, um, and so yeah, we we got the train down to uh, London and headed over to Chiswick, and did the the brewery tour, and it's one that I've been meaning to do quite a while because um, there's such a, a traditional and, and you know uh, old. Old British brewery. An old British brewery. An old British brewery, a bit of brewing history, um, you know. And um, so, yeah, we, we headed on down there and we sat around in the shop, uh, which is, is a nicely revamped shop. I've got there, isn't it? Yeah, that's good. Um, and then our tour guide uh, came in and introduced uh, herself to us. And it turns out we were the only people on the tour at that particular time, as it was... What was what? it? Twelve o'clock lunchtime or something on a yeah, Monday. On a Monday, beginning of January. Yeah. So as you can imagine, you know all the things that uh, make you think they wouldn't even do it, but they did. Bless them. And yeah, yeah, she just took us around, and it was it was really interesting. It was so. um, obviously a lot of this now in hindsight uh, is a bit of yeah. an odd kind of thing because straight away you get led um, over to a different part of the building. Um, which was kind of like a what must have been a storage area in the past, um, sort of semi underground. And there did they give you some sushi before you went? In? <laughs> no, no, funny enough, no, 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 no. But it was that whole thing where she was, you know, the, the, the whole thing is it's like it started in whenever, you know, 18, whatever. Huge, and it's a, huge it's thing a, about the whole independent family brewery. It's a family brewery and it's been handed down through the generations from sons and daughters and mothers and fathers and all that kind of oh, thing. Oh, it's definitely been handed over, yeah, and well, yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh. But the most interesting thing that she said, we are now thinking in hindsight. Mm. So we, you end up walking past one bit where there's all these um, cars, and that she said, "So if you want to know what the directors' cars are, this is." And she said, "It is really unusual." She said, "All the directors are in today, which is very unusual for a Monday at the beginning, especially at the beginning of January." Yeah. And it's kind of like, ah. Oh. Were things being... Uh... Oh, I think there was a high-level meeting going on that day, yeah. Because she said, yeah, as you say, how unusual it was to see all of the director's cars in the car park on a on a Monday morning. So, uh, yeah, things were probably afoot uh, on, on that very day. Um, so, yeah, we, we had a, a great tour around the, around the brewery and look at all the brew kit, all that sort of stuff. It was really good. And, um, and then you end up back where you started... Um, and there's a little tasting bar there. And so we basically then had a, a 
Um, well, she actually um, showed us behind the bar as well. There's like a, a room behind there where all the um, all the casks are racked up and all the keg lines and all that, and just sort of showing us all the dispense equipment and that, which is quite good. So obviously, you start off as you would expect with some fresh London Pride uh, on cask. Uh, then we went on to their Golden Ale, Oliver's Island. We had the Gales HSB of Gales, of course, who were a brewery that uh, Fuller's took over some years ago. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. Um, then we went on to their Session IPA, which was a keg, um, sort of well-hopped, uh, modern sort of style of a Session IPA, which is pretty decent. Uh, also, we had Wild River, their American Pale Ale. Um, they yeah. had... An espresso stout, yeah. which was also a keg stout that was uh, bags of coffee. We had something that's quite rare as well. We had Golden Pride, which is their strong version of London Pride, which apparently is super rare on cask. So we had that. That's probably about 8.5%. Uh, yeah, 8.5%. Um, and that was that was really tasty. Um, and then after we'd had our tour, we nipped around the corner to the Mawson's Arms, which is a Fuller's pub. Um but it's actually still part of the brewery site. So on the corner of the brewery site there, it's actually just a regular pub that's still on the same land. So we went there, had uh, some nice uh, traditional pub food yeah. uh, and a quick pint in there, ESB, which was on form. And then we went back into the shop because there was something that was only on the keg up in the shop. And I can't uh, no, on, one that on was. cask. The imperial oh, stout the imperial that stout. you normally see again in the purple boxes that turns up once a year. They actually had that on cask. So we, we nipped in and we had a chat to the, the young guy that was behind the bar there. Um, and so, oh, we just did the brewery tour and our, our guide said that we could possibly just have a taster of this. And so we spent about another hour there chatting to him about beer uh, and drinking the cask imperial stout and their juicy IPA as well. Um, and uh, yeah, that was, a, that was a great way to kind of round off the um, the day, really. And then we just uh, made our way back home in a slightly boozier state than we arrived. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was a really good tour. It, you know, typical, traditional, for want of a better word, um, brewery tour. Which, But it was really good. But obviously it's that whole... Now, a few weeks later, hearing the news, it's like you start to put a little bit more of a, oh, right. So, I think, yeah, obviously, you know, for anyone who's been living under a rock for the last month, um, Japanese lager giants Asahi uh, bought out Fuller's for $250 million. Um, Bit of a shock. Uh, a lot of um, renowned beer writers, bloggers and such like, they hadn't got a clue this was coming. In, in the tweets that, that they put out nobody saw this coming uh, and, and it, I'm surprised because some of these things tend to leak out a little bit uh, or there's rumours no rumours whatsoever well we there. saw the Beaver Town takeover was, was strongly rumoured a good few yeah. years before it actually yeah. happened yeah um, <clears throat> yeah this was just nothing wasn't it slightly out of the blue yeah totally um, I mean it's only the brewery they've taken over so all the real estate the the pub estate Fuller's are still going to manage um, because that's where they make the majority of their profit. Well, yeah, the 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 pubs and hotels contribute about eighty, apparently eighty seven percent of the operating yeah. profits. Yeah. yeah. So that's so that's so not a lot left <clears throat> for them to make just out of making beer, is it? Yeah. Really. So I mean, we're going to probably come on to opinions, but I mean, I'm not that surprised really when you when you nail down 
when you get to the bottom of actually why they're selling. <clears throat> I mean, the brewing arm, <coughs> excuse me, had actually gone backwards for 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 quite some time mm. before, obviously this announcement. So it just kind of makes sense, and a chance to exit at this point in time is with an offer that's too good to be true yeah you, 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 can't, uh, the market. you can't turn it away really yeah. and everyone has a price so. and it's also Absolutely, yeah. it's like we've said we've, we've either privately or on this podcast I can't remember now but we've talked about the price of a cask as well and because their output is predominantly cask it's yeah. like people won't pay more than £3, £3.50 a pint or whatever I mean it's easy, so easier for them in as much as they produce a lot of beer so you know economies of scale and all that but mm. yeah it's squeezed their yeah. profits in terms of just making beer um, also the really interesting thing that so um, as we were walking around the brewery they weren't brewing that day and we said said oh is that because you give yourself a day off or you yeah know, I thought it was a cleaning day, cleaning day or something or whatever. Like that. and she was like no, we should be brewing, but the one of the malt the, the one of the uh, malt mills malt had mills a problem with it, so um, that had stopped them brewing. But having said that, she said mm. with the whole um, going back to the whole dry January campaign and whatever, um, she said we used to in January used to be fine doing five day a week. They brew breweries. five days a week, yeah. In January, the last two three years, they've had to go down to two. Two days, two days a week, a week anyway, because they just weren't shifting the amount of um, of casks. And, and stuff. That, that's a, I find that to be quite an interesting statistic, really, that, that to, to affect their output. You know, pretty much more than half their output in yeah. January is quite interesting. Just just as you mentioned, actually, the the um, the problem technically that meant they weren't brewing that day. We saw the the, the malt mills, uh, the the sort of machinery that that basically you know crushes up the malt and all that and it's really really old kit isn't it but quite interestingly they have two of them and one of them is only used for their obviously oh, gluten free the, um, the organic yeah the organic, organic one or gluten -free, uh, that's yeah. is that honeydew I can't remember now um and yeah, so they've got one malt mill that is just held aside for one beer out of their entire range because they have to keep it separate from from the other one so um it's quite quite an interesting stat um but yeah um in some ways you know sad times i th i think um from a personal point of view i didn't really drink a lot of fuller's beer um fuller's pride is probably not one of my favorite bitters i think that uh, here in the midlands we're producing traditional bitters that are easily the rival of london pride and i know people are probably shouting at their particular <laughs> device that they're listening to this podcast on now but holden's bitter better than London Pride in my opinion um, you know um, Bathams yeah prefer that to London Pride but there's more to, to, to Fuller's than just that obviously they did the Fuller's and Friends um, box set that came out last year and it's rebrewed again um, the second time yeah. around as well wasn't it um, so I think um, that's co the, the, the collab box was imminent wasn't it I think the second wave because Pilot have been quite prolific oh, on Twitter course. yes yes and it's been quite funny actually reading I think that one of the best Twitter handles you can follow to be honest yeah because yeah. some of their stuff you're like is that real or is that a bit of a jokey thing? that's right you, you think is, is this a kind of like comedy um, account uh, no no pilot really are a brewery um, it's just that they uh, 
they're, they're definitely one to follow uh, on, on the Twitters. So they, one of their tweets a couple of days ago was, we drove down the A14 once, so expect a 200 million quid buyout of highways in them Im- imminently. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. they, they, they were pretty much the last collab, weren't they? With <clears> And they got, the a train, they got a train down, didn't they? Yeah. To sort of yeah. And brew with them. So, um, so yeah, I mean... It's interesting, obviously, Asahi also own Meantime, although they didn't buy them up straight away, did they? Because Meantime sold to... Was it Miller? Yes, wasn't it? Yeah, one oh, of those, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. And then because of the Monopolies type sort of thing, it got resold again almost straight away, and Asahi bought it. So they bought... Um, so they're currently running um, Meantime. And to be honest, Meantime have carried on brewing at Greenwich... Um, this is now probably what a couple of years on and there haven't really been a, like oh we're closing down Greenwich and it's going to be brewed elsewhere um, so you know from that perspective if they carry on in the same way who's to say you know well, Fuller's carry on brewing at Chiswick Azahi have like apparently promised to Fuller's that they will continue brewing at the at the Griffin Brewery in Chiswick right um, although they've not offered the same pledges to well from what it appears to Dark Star Brewery in mm. Sussex that Fuller's got only last year, which I yeah. think surprised a lot of people with the timing of that. But. That was an interesting one. Yeah, they bought Dark Star in January 2018. They have invested in a new canning line, cold store and bar area there. Um, but Dark Star must be possibly wondering, well, hang on a minute, you know. What, do, what does this mean for us? What does it mean for them? Yeah. Um, I mean, a lot of people down south, obviously Dark Star in Sussex, were probably pissed off at Fuller's having bought bought their local brewery and, oh, is, is you know, Hophead going to change and stuff like that? I mean, do you think Azahi had just interest in London Pride, the brand? Yeah. And that's I think it. so. I think, I, I think yeah. so. They're going to make that a global brand. I mean, it's a blockbuster brand, really, as it is. It's, um, it's yeah, it's, it's, gotta be um, in, it's an iconic brand. Yeah. And you're going to now see that in cans and bottles the world over. It'll be there at the bloody airports when you're kind of turning up in Tokyo or something like that. Um, it's going to be one of those things. They, they've noticed and, and realised the value of that particular brand. And I think that's what it's all about. It's all about London Pride. There's been the jokes on Twitter, obviously, of Tokyo Pride and all of that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, I think that's that's the thing, really. Um, I mean, it's it's an amazing out. offer as well. I mean, you look at if you look at it from an outsider, you, you can understand that they had no choice but to accept it. Yeah. You know, when when you're offering more than twenty three times the cash flow generated by the brewing business. Yes. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. Um, something like that it's just too enticing yeah. and, um, I think where yeah. some people's worries are is Good about the future of, of brewing at the Griffin Brewery because that is prime real estate there in Chiswick they, they could sell that for a shitload of money you know and I think that is what people's worry is and you know even though I'm not the biggest fan of London Pride and, and such like the, there is just that element of you wouldn't want to see that bulldozed, would you? Having had a tour around there and the history of the building and, you know, all of that stuff, it's like to have that knocked down and then just put some cheap flats up there. Well, they wouldn't be cheap, but you know what I mean. They just be... <laughs> it certainly wouldn't be cheap in Chiswick. No, um, but you don't want to see that, do you? No. Um, and also, you know, the thing about Fuller's is the fact that, you know, a few years back before before craft breweries started popping up in every railway arch, they were pretty much the last bastion of, of brewing in London. When Young sold up to um, 
than people. Uh, uh, Charles Wells in 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 uh, Bedford, um, you know they they were pretty much last man standing as a regional London brewer, um, and and they they've sort of transitioned over time and and started doing collabs with with craft breweries and stuff like that. And there's just this ongoing respect for for Fuller's throughout the industry really I think but when did when was it Young sold was it 06 something like that the Ram, yeah. the Ram Brewery the Ram Brewery in Wandsworth yeah so that was yeah and then obviously five years later they pulled out of brewing altogether I think. yeah so yeah it's and one Fuller's of these... I mean Fuller's are stating that they're going to carry on brewing for mm. they hope to be brewing for generations to come yeah. but if they do great um, I mean there's, there's a great team of people there all working hard you don't want to see these people out of a job you don't want to see them forced to relocate to some bloody industrial estate somewhere else or you know I, I think Broome will carry on there because where else is it going to ca- carry on you know who who would contract brew for them even if they did move it elsewhere you know god forbid meantime <laughs> so and is it really affecting us really I mean I, I mean personally I don't drink fullers very often if, if at all no exactly um, yeah so it's I think it's more of a emotion. It's sort of emotional, sort of. No, absolutely. Sort of I think it is. Yeah. Thing really because it they've been a family brewery for so long. Yeah, and I think. Are. And that's I think the it. fact is that they've traded on that. Like you say, when we did yeah. the tour, it's <clears throat> family brewery, independent. Yeah. These are the words that come to the fore when you do the brewery tour. Yeah. And they ain't going to be able to say that anymore. It's going to make for a very different brewery tour now, isn't it? <laughs> yes, this is. A, that was the first thing we said, isn't it? It's like. Our tour guide isn't going to be able to say those words that she said at the beginning of her tour now. It'll be a to- like, Toyota yeah. Prius in every parking yeah. space in the director's car park. Sushi, um, sushi, and a bit of sake before you. That's it. Yeah. Mawson's Arms is that's all going to serve now. Yeah, <laughs> sushi it, or, and sake. And, unless it becomes a branch of Wagamama. Um, <laughs> who knows? Good call. Who knows? But well, funnily enough, yeah. Uh, meantime, I've got a couple of their beers in Wagamama now as uh, <laughs> yeah. as permanent additions to the drinks menu. Um, so, uh, so yeah, sad times in a way, but we'll see what the future brings. I, I hope to be drinking another vintage ale uh, next year anyway, brewed, brewed at the Griffin Brewery. So, yeah. Right, we've got another beer in the glass. Another um, beer in the glass, yeah. Is this beer four or beer five? I don't know. Beer four or three. <laughs> It's just, it's whatever. <laughs> that Fuller's has hit me quite hard. <laughs> Not just the takeover, but the, the beer. <laughs> so we've actually got um, another collab. So this is our second collab of the night. Yep. Um, this is called Three's Company, which is a rebrew of an original classic that came out in 2016, all those years ago. Yep. Two years ago, three years ago. Um, so this is with Cloudwater, Magic Rock, and J.W. Lees in Manchester. So this was brewed originally at Cloudwater and it's been brewed again this time around at Cloudwater as well um, the IPA was this is an IPA fermented with JW Lees um, 4709th generation yeast culture taken from the brewing of MCR Fold which was the Lees Cloudwater collab for Manchester Beer Week the yeast so it's cropped from there and it's in the glass it's a, it's an 8% 8.2% double IPA yeah. Um, I think the original was the same. It was about eight percent. Um, yeah, in the glass, it's not full on murk, but it's very hazy. Um, it's not like completely, you know, opaque, but it's quite hazy. And yeah, on, on the Heavy nose, haze, yeah. For me, <clears throat> I'm getting quite a lot of like Nelson characteristics through, mm-hmm. like quite a lot of the grape characteristics for me. But um, it's incredibly juicy, very very 
very easy drinkable for the ABV. I don't, mm, know, what, I don't know, know what you're getting. So it's so juicy on the nose to me. This is Roundtree's fruit pastels. That's how juicy it is. Mm. Yeah, it doesn't taste like those though. But I yeah, and if we'd have had this as a, if this had been the mystery beer, and you'd have said, right, what's the ABV? I would have probably said six. Yeah. Rather really? than eight. Yeah. yeah. Well, you're right. The, the original Three's Company was really deceptively easy to drink mm. um, and this is the same really um, wow this yeah. is bloody good isn't it eh? again there's that very slight disconnect for me between the what I'm getting on the nose to what I'm getting in on the mouthfeel and it's like like you said it's a little bit sweeter sweeter on the nose yeah the, 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 round the, trees fruit pastels on the yeah. nose than it is on the taste so actually this I've actually messed up because on a sort of we go off a lot of what's on in tap but there's actually someone's created a 2019 version of Three's Company so I actually read the 2019 description yeah. the original description sorry I read the original description but didn't read 2019 description right okay um, so this says in the build up to our first festival friends family and beer which is come, which is March the first, first weekend of March. Yep. Um, <clears throat> they've organised a series of collaborations with attending breweries. Um, so this one, obviously, they, they joined up again with Magic Rock um, to bring the beer back again. Um, Three's company was the first ever beer to use the yeast. So that four thousand seven hundred ninth generation of yeast, whatever it was, was the first yeast that they used for that brew, and the first time Cloudwater used that yeast. They did use a lot of. JW Lee's initially in the double IPA series, the V series, the much vaunted V series. <laughs> um, and yeah, I'll say it's definitely the body's not so thick as what I remember. It's quite medium body. Right. Yeah. Right. Smooth. Yeah. Um, bit of bitterness to balance out the sweet, sweetness. Yeah, there's it. definitely there's a bitterness there as well. Um, yeah, to me, it's that's. It, there's not too much bitterness and there's not too much sweetness. So to me, it's it's good. It's yeah, um, yeah. it's that perfect balance. It's um, yeah, bit of gooseberry it's going down. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, definitely, just definitely some really? kind of um, see, Nelson notes on it for mm. sure. Seems to come out quite. That's more see, pronounced. That's where I need to definitely get that. What am I smelling? I can't think what it is, but. Uh, you yeah, say it's, it's like mapping. It's kind of recognizing and like mapping flavors, isn't it? Really, um, like a sat nav. Yeah, exactly <laughs> like that. Well, yeah, but better than a tom tom. More Google Maps. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I need that. Oh, did you know if you took this little shortcut here, it it brings you out in exactly the same road there, rather than you going a three mile round trip. Well, the thing is, like, I mean, it, again, it's Cloudwater's sort of new kind of style of branding. They don't list any ingredients, so yeah. it's purely descriptive. So they actually say Roman flavour, gooseberry grape, melon, mango and peach. Um, yeah, so you don't know what hops, but you're guessing, Nelson, because that's mm. what we tend to get with. I think, interestingly though, although they haven't gone into great detail on that, on the can, it gives you a little icon telling you the dry hop intensity, which is three out of five, uh, and also the actual uh, 17 grams per litre of dry hopping which isn't it's obviously still quite high but it's not as high as what some of the um, double IPAs that they've done mm. I mean I think they've gone up to like 24 maybe more for the birthday one right yeah I think the birthday double IPA was yeah was definitely one of the highest they've used do you know what? I'd sooner drink this than the birthday IPA though 
This, this is the, very much easier going. I yeah. think the, the birthday one was, you know, you, you could sort of, you could have a half and it would be enough because it was mm. so hop saturated. Yeah. It was almost overly... Well, this was fun. always, I know you said the much vaunted V-series and whatever, but that was always my problem initially with Cloud Water was they were, for me, they were too hoppy and they were, so they were too bitter. Um, I could see why the craft beer hop head junkies loved them, but mm. for me, they weren't... Yeah, but that was before you discovered you could actually drink hoppy beers. Yeah, but it... You it, have had your road to Damascus moment regarding hops, haven't you now? I have, but if they're still too bitter, if I get that initial throat yeah. at the back of the throat, then I'm just going to dismiss them, where yeah. they are, they do seem to be so going more... So West Coast in the bin, then? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Whereas they are now, they, they do seem to be doing that better rounding off and... It's drinkability. At the end yeah. of the day, it's key. I know it's an old-fashioned thing, is drinkability, but you, you don't want something that's difficult to drink. No. That, that you're going, yeah, I can really appreciate what they've done here, but I don't want more than a third. You know, and this, you could you could drink by the pint. I mean... It's very drinkable. It is super drinkable. Uh, you probably wouldn't want more than one pint, just for the sake of... You wouldn't be able to get back to the bar and order another pint, <laughs> but um, certainly not by the second one. Yeah, one. It, it's not a real sessionable one, but it's, yeah, mm. it's certainly, you can definitely do a half or a pint or a, you know, yeah. It's good to see, I mean, I, I know mm. at the same time this this came out, um, Big Dipper made a return as well. That was obviously between Cloudwalk and Magic Rock, and this one was brewed at Magic Rock. Mm. Um, so Big Dipper sort of came out the same time in 2016, and it's come out the same time again. And yeah, it was sort of, for me, probably hard to sort of pinpoint where it was compared to 2016 because obviously we've tried so many beers in between and our palates have changed and whatnot and hard to know whether I like the original or the one yeah. now, really. I suppose, yeah, again, I can't... twenty For the one in 2016, if this beer was, for me, the beer of that year, 2016, but could I say that again for this I mean A it's too early in the year to sort of yeah way too early way too early yeah of the year but um, it'd be interesting yeah. to see how it stands up in the the rest of the year really I think that's interesting like you say what about our, our palettes have changed and this, I suppose this is the beauty of like when you've got all this choice of lots and lots and lots of different beer styles and different breweries and all of that then something that you liked two three years ago actually then when you try it again it's like oh yeah not quite as it's, as it's a thought, real interesting you know. thing isn't it really because there's so many things that that, that uh, it's where you are who you're with the beer you drink the, the summer or winter there's just so many variables as to your uh, memories of, of a certain beer being great or not. I mean, obviously, if you rate it on something like Untapped at the time, you might give it, you know, five or a four and a half or something like that. And then you, you come back to it, you know, I mean, and we, then you think it's different. I mean, it's not the first rebrew already this year. We've already seen Putty mm. by Verdant come out again, which was originally brewed in 2017, well, yeah, 2017 for Hopsy. Mm. And it's come out again. Um, and again, yeah, people again were going crazy for it. You know, I was—I put my hands up. I was one of the few that went on the website at midday and clicked refresh, refresh, and got yep. got myself a few cans. But it was great in its own right. Was it as good as it was in twenty seventeen yeah. or even last year? Who knows? Because y y you can only. You know. And as you say, is that because? 
Is that because you've changed or because you've had other stuff Yeah, since, but do you know or? what? Unlike Probably Fuller's was. Vintage Ale or whatever, you can't keep a can of putty from the original one <laughs> no. to, to one side and no. go, I'll compare that with next time they rebrew it because, of course, the hops have all died. Yeah. So you can't even do that kind of thing. Mm. Although, having said that, <clears throat> very interesting post on Instagram uh, this week from uh, Mark Johnson, who, uh, f- uh, you know, famed blogger, who, who's basically kept a unhuman cannibal to one side and is now drinking it months later and says it's a great beer now. Mm. So maybe you can age these things. Well, don't expect I... it to be the same. Though. No, but it's, it's, it's basically yeah. turning unhuman cannibal into a barley wine, probably. Yeah. Um, no comment on that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm going to do that. I'm going to do it. I'm really intrigued by that. Yeah. Um, no. Anyway, anyway, moving forward. So, yeah, we're, we're definitely thinking that the Threes Company is, is definitely a, a great beer. Looking forward, uh, obviously, uh, to trends in 2019. Obviously, we haven't got a crystal ball. But, um, you know, what what is going to come back? What do we think? What, what, what sort of things are we expecting to see this year that are going to happen? Any so do idea? you think it's going to be more of a comeback than an innovation then? It's very difficult to think what can be innovative really now i mean having said that obviously last year gave us the brute ipa which kind of was a bit like a sort of shooting star wasn't it really it was here one minute people went crazy about it we did a podcast about it and then it was pretty much gone again now um yeah i I, there's certain i guess it's easier to say what things you think might come back because Mm. they've already happened and part of this is also your own personal preferences um, people say every year, ah, oh, this is a year Black IPA is going to make a comeback. Yes, I hope so, because I bloody love Black IPAs, and I would definitely love to see them come back. Whether they do or not, I don't know. Brewdog have rebrewed Libertine, which was one of my favourite Black IPAs, so who knows? Who knows? So I had a great one from Left Handed Giant the other day. Yeah. Um, yes, I. you fooled me on that one, because you... We split a can on that one, and you didn't really tell me what it was. Right. And uh, I was like, so again, I did a bit of a blind tasting. Right. I was like, oh yeah, this is all right. Whereas again, eighteen months, two years ago, I would have been like, oh no, it's too hoppy. I can't have this. So you hated you, black IPAs because yeah. you called them Judas beers because <laughs> they looked like stouts, and then they were all luxurious stouts, and then the hop profile just kicked you in the teeth. So maybe you're right. Maybe I have finally got used to hops. I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I've always said I've said this. I think last year and the year before, it's that can they nail low ABV beers, but that has still got all the flavour and all the thick mouthfeel or the mouthfeel and the um, and we we obviously mentioned this earlier in the podcast about it'll be interesting to see what that big drop. Um, oh, the box one that's set, part of the, 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 the impy stout kind yeah. of, you know. Yeah. Um, if breweries can do that, I think that is absolutely the way. Yeah. That is absolutely the way forward. Yeah. Interesting. But yeah. can can it be done? Can, can it be science done? We shall see. and we shall see. chemistry and whatever allow it to be done? Who knows? Mm. Charles. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've made a few bullet points, and that's all it is really, because it's. I don't like <clears throat> pinning my kind of colours to the mass really with yeah. prediction but is it the year of the lager we yeah. had that last year and, the year and we saw a little bit more lagers so I think we will see a bit more again <clears throat> less haze or juice 
No, I think we're going to... It introduces it to stay, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, that, that's not a style that's going to go away in a hurry. More West Coast? Yeah, I think we will see some more West Coast. It's more already classic. coming back, isn't it? Yeah. <clears throat> more classic. Already this year, we've seen some releases come through already from Verdant, from Cloudwater, from the big guys. Yeah, so I think that is a, something we will see a bit more of. Um, more. I've also written down more mild ESB, ESBs and bitters. Yeah. Trad. Maybe. Again. Well, it's hardly a return, though, is it? In certain pockets <coughs> of the country, um, those beer styles have never disappeared. You know, you go to the black country and you, you, you're drinking, you know, Batham's Bitter, Holden's Mild. These things have, have never gone away. Uh, possibly within the beer bubble and, and in the, you know, sprawling metropolis of London or Manchester... Um, yeah, they probably haven't seen milds for some some years, if not decades. Um, so yeah, who knows? Who knows? I suppose. That's well, don't forget, Cloudwater have bought back cask. Well, I was just going to say then, is that the thing? <laughs> oh, then? They've saved cask, the yeah, haven't they? <laughs> Hooray, we're I, saved. I have to say though, the the the, the red ale that <clears> I had uh, several times recently uh, at the old post office, fantastic beer. Really, really loved it. But I'm a big fan of red ales anyway. You've got that, like, you know, caramel. So there you've said it, red ales, you think they're going to be red resurgent ales. again? Well, I hope they come back. I mean, the only one that springs to mind that's a constant is Siren's Liquid Mistress, which I think is a brilliant beer. Obviously, you've got Brewdog's 5AM Saint, which is possibly their best of their core range. Controversial, mm, maybe. Jet Black Heart. Okay, that's but. that's one for another podcast. Best <laughs> Brewdog beer, yeah. Uh, Mr. President. Charles, yeah. Charles is putting faces here. He Me. doesn't want to do that one. <laughs> mm. Um, so yeah, um, yeah, West Coast back. Yeah, I hope so because I really enjoyed when we did it on that podcast a while back. The uh, uh, Cloudwater JPA, I thought it was a really good West Coast style beer. So yeah, happy to have those those styles back. Um, in terms of uh, breweries to watch, um, we sort of covered that a little bit before, but yeah, I know that. Well, yeah, you, I'm sure you've got a few ideas, but who do you think are going to take the world by storm or the UK by storm this year? I mean, what apart from Glasshouse, um, which we've mentioned, <laughs> yeah, a few, <laughs> numerous times, times, a few yeah. times. Um, no, it's more a shout out, really, of just kind of like what's happening on a local level, really. Um, obviously, you know, a couple of episodes ago, we interviewed Machinistas, who are brewing some interesting beers, considering the the, the sort of small scale operation that, that they're running. Um, Definitely try that peanut butter stout. Mm. Yes, Reese's. Uh, if they ever do Pieces that. Or something. Re- Reese's, Reese's to be cheerful. Reese's, Reese's to be cheerful. Yep. I was completely wrong. But yeah, stunning um, beer. Yeah. Um, so yeah, looking looking for uh, actually. Well, one of theirs that I haven't tried yet that's been out is, is their Dark Almond. Oh, yes. Um, so wanna want to try some of that. Um, also, locally, haven't tried any of their beers yet, and they're kind of a bit kind of difficult to get hold of. Thirsty Pioneers. Um, I did. I tried one. You tried some of their stuff? You, yep. you didn't come to the local festival which had it on keg? Uh, no, I didn't, because no. I thought it was all granddad beer. Um, <laughs> you were wrong. <laughs> um, so, yeah, they're, they're going to be doing some more stuff, so hopefully we'll see their, their, um, their key it's kegs. Called, it's called Broken Bones Club, just to right. let you know. Right. Oh, okay. It was good. Yep. Um, and also uh, a little bit further afield, uh, Liquid Light from uh, Nottingham, who who won the Thirsty Games, if I remember rightly. Um, I think we'll probably be seeing a bit more of them. And uh, Yonder, 
from Somerset who are doing kind of mixed fermentation stuff, mm. which uh, is 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 a a dangerous and 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 bold path to be uh, going down, really, when when it's such a niche style. Um, so hopefully they're successful. Haven't tried any of their stuff yet, but looking no, forward to and, doing that. And this is the thing, isn't it? Our local bottle shop has got them in, but it's one of those where I I've looked at the bottle and I've gone, do I want to risk a whole bottle of that if it's that sour? Because this is the trouble with mixed firm stuff. You never know how um, sour yeah, it's going to be it's or got, what yeah. character it's going to be. And I think know, that's so. the trouble of stuff that, as you say, is in bottles and it's not on tap. If it was on tap somewhere, which of course is quite a rarity with uh, those kind of styles a, a little bit, is is you could eat quite easily just get like a taster then. And then you'd know in an instant of like, well, that's way out from my zone of acceptability or like oh that's pretty good yeah i'll um sign me up for a few bottles yeah so but yeah interesting to see that they're doing that that kind of uh that kind of beer so definitely uh keep an eye out for those guys um also obviously you know we are obviously in the depths of winter right now but pretty soon the festivals are gonna start up again um so there's a few coming up obviously locally we have got um in warwick we've got the um beer festival at the lord leicester hospital um just for anybody outside of the area not a real hospital uh that would be a rather strange scenario wouldn't it of a, a beer festival in a hospital um it's it's an old old uh tudor building probably yeah. older than that but um, it's um, it's for um, military personnel or something. Isn't it? Yeah, it yeah. was an old military hospital many many years ago. Um, so that's happening on the fifteenth and sixteenth of February. So if you like your traditional ales, uh, that's definitely the place to go. Um, happening on the eighth and 9th of March, a bit further afield, you've got the Indie Beer Feast in Sheffield, uh, organised um, by Hop Hideout Bottle Shop in Sheffield. A great place to go and uh, buy your beers. Uh, so that's happening. They've got some big names turning up there as well. They've got Cloudwater turning up amongst other people. Um, so, yeah, if you want to know more about that one, it's IndieBeerFeast.co.uk. Um, then I think um, next one up, you've got Cask 2019 that's run by Affinity Brewery in London on the 16th of March. Uh, only evening tickets left for that. Friend that, of the podcast is going there, isn't he? Yeah, Mr. Dave, Moore. our mate Dave Moore is is heading down to that one. So hopefully he'll be on a future podcast to give us a heads up on what happened there. Um, and um, yeah, that's that's interesting in as much as there's people who don't normally do cask beer are going to be doing stuff for that. So Verdant are, are brewing a cask beer to go there. So that in itself, cask is, headband. Yeah, yes. yeah, nice. yeah. <laughs> Um, so uh, there's that one. Um, then we've got obviously the Cloudwater. Is, sorry, to that's yep. completely sold out, isn't it? Cask, I think. Cask has only evening tickets left. The right. day session, as of certainly when I put the show notes together a couple of days ago, was there was a few evening tickets left. Um, you got a Cloudwater friends and family beer happening on the first and second of March. That sold out on Saturday completely. Right. Okay. Just to let you know, people. Know. Yep. Um, Friday evening it's, it's happening on Friday as well isn't it yeah um, that's an all in ticket type thing so uh, if that's your thang then um, that's that's the Trillium, setup for that Trillium one. are coming over 
Yeah, yeah, the big names, the big names, all the get on board the hype train in Manchester on the first and second <laughs> the of March. Vale, um, <laughs> yeah, all of them guys. Um, Hop City Leeds obviously happening eighteenth uh, and twentieth of April at Northern Monkin Leeds. So um, and the first breweries I think have been announced already. Yep. Other half again, Hudson Valley are coming over from New York from from America as well. So yep. look out for them. All the hype juice. Yep. Um, Magic Rock Seshfest um, in its second year obviously up at the Magic Rock Tap in Huddersfield sold out straight away oh yep. has it already two sessions this time no. but still sold out gone wow. 9th of June you got um, your fingers to the pulse on that one yeah that's 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 a popular one uh, and then sort of going through to August um, you've got the Thornbridge Pekanda Festival uh, 16th to the 18th of August that's skipping a couple months mate that's skipping a few months it is, yeah. Well, you know. June, July, maybe not. Well, people go on holiday then, don't they? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I couldn't find anything then. Mm. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Thornbridge Pekanda, I think we're, we've got our tickets for that, so yeah. we'll be heading up to that. That's uh, based on our experience last year, which was... Uh, it's it's a different kind of thing, isn't it, really? It's it's not like a everybody bundled into a building and you spend the whole time in a building there's, there's, it's, it's quite a different vibe there I think the only thing quite like it even though I've not been from, but from what I've heard is, is Fine Fest up in Scotland um, which is pretty much camping only um, but yeah Peak Ender 16th to the 18th of August tickets available now so um, get them booked up so obviously we've said we're going to that one have you, have you got any plans to go into any of those Charles that we've mentioned previously um, it's interesting I think Again, we've sort of debated a little bit. We've talked about it about the all-in ticket mm. against the token system. A lot of these festivals now are going towards the all-in ticket, particularly Hop City and the Cloudwater and Friends. And it, uh, I don't know. We were talking about it a little bit before the podcast yeah. actually yeah. between ourselves. And does it does kind that of, put us? Does that does put, it put you us off? off? And yeah, it puts me off a little bit. Yeah, but maybe I need to experience a, a, an all-in um, festival just to give it a go and. No, that's exactly my thoughts. I've always kind of sort of been a bit derisory about all-in tickets, and I think I'm not going to make a complete judgment on it until I've done one. I'll I'll go and do one. I don't know what it will be. I think I'll do Hop City, though, again. I I loved it the last two years. Um, So, so yeah, maybe maybe we'll do that. Uh, Maybe we'll do Dark City. The thing about Dark City is it's all massive, massive impy stouts, isn't it? Wall-to-wall, really. Pretty Um, much. Have you done Dark City at all? No, no. Um, so yeah I think there was a few light beers there to kind of reset people's palates from what I heard <laughs> but generally yeah it's it's heavy going um, so yeah I, I maybe maybe we'll we'll hit an all inclusive ticket festival uh, at some point this year to to try out the format yeah then, um, then you can make your own judgement exactly yeah. but I think it's probably a bit you know not on really to, to, to kind of judge it until we've we've tried one really and, and see what we think of it so um, yeah loads going on absolutely yeah. loads see, going on listen to earlier podcasts for our opinions on that because we've we've kind of yeah we've gone through it in that, detail yeah but yeah. So. yeah so um, so yeah lots to look forward to this year um, mm. and we shall cover it as it happens yeah um, exclusive so, yeah so in the meantime, I think we've uh, we've got a bit more uh, Three's Company to be going through. So um, thanks, everybody, for, for listening again. Um, if you enjoyed this episode, remember to subscribe to the podcast. Um, and please leave us a review, as this really helps us climb up ratings. Um, you can follow us on all the usual socials, 
the, the, the main one is Twitter, which is uh, at beers underscore frontiers. And we're also on Facebook, Instagram and email and all that good stuff. And also, oh. if you've got any any requests for beers or breweries for us to review, send yeah. some away. Yeah, yeah no, absolutely. To. We're happy to hear from people on that one. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Until yeah. next time, cheers. 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 cheers.